0: For today's message, we shall be reading from the book of Exodus, chapter 6, verses 1 to 30. Then the Lord said to Moses, Now you shall see what I will do to Pharaoh, for under compulsion he will let them go, and under compulsion he will drive them out of his land. God spoke further to Moses and said to him, I am the Lord, and I appeared to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, as God Almighty, but by my name, Lord, I did not make myself known to them. I also established my covenant with them to give them the land of Canaan, the land in which they sojourned. Furthermore, I have heard the croning of the sons of Israel because the Egyptians are holding them in bondage. And I have remembered my covenant Say, therefore, to the sons of Israel, I am the Lord, and I will bring you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians, and I will deliver you from their bondage. I will also redeem you with an outstretched arm and with great judgments. Then I will take you for my people, and I will be your God, and you shall know that I am the Lord your God who brought you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians. I will bring you to the land which I swore to give to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and I will give it to you for a possession. I am the Lord. So Moses spoke thus to the sons of Israel, but they did not listen to Moses on account of their despondency and cruel bondage. Now the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, go tell pharaoh king of egypt to let the sons of israel go out of his land but moses spoke before the lord saying behold the sons of israel have not listened to me how then will pharaoh listen to me for i am unskilled in speech then the lord spoke to moses and to aaron and gave them a charge to the sons of israel and to pharaoh king of egypt to bring the sons of Israel out of the land of Egypt. These are the heads of their fathers' households, the sons of Reuben, Israel's firstborn, Hanok and Palu, Hezron and Carmi. These are the families of Reuben, the sons of Simeon, Jimuel and Jamin and Ohad, and Jacquin and Zohar and Joel, the son of a Canaanite woman. These are the sons of Simeon. These are the names of the sons of Levi, according to their generations, Gershon and Kohath and Merari. And the length of Levi's life was 137 years. The sons of Gershon, Libni, and Shimi, according to their families. The sons of Kohath, Amram, Amram, and Izar, and Ebron, and Ushel, And the length of Kohut's life was 133 years. The sons of Merari, Mali, and Mushi. These are the families of the Levites, according to their generations. Amram married his father's sister, Jochebed, and she bore him Aaron and Moses. And the length of Amram's life was 137 years. The sons of Izhar, Korah, and Nepheg, and Shikri. The sons of Uziel. Misael, and Elsaphan and Sithri. Aaron married Elisheba, the daughter of Min- Aminabad, the sister of Nashon, and she bore him Nadab and Abihu, Eliezer, and Ithamar. The sons of Korah, Asir, and Elkanah, and Abiasaph. These are the families of the Koharites. Aaron's son Eliezer married one of the daughters of Puchel, and she bore him Phinehas. These are the heads of the fathers' households of the Levites, according to their families. It was the same Aaron and Moses to whom the Lord said, Bring out the sons of Israel from the land of Egypt, according to their hosts. They were the ones who spoke to Pharaoh, king of Egypt, about bringing out the sons of Israel from Egypt. It was the same Moses and Aaron. Now it came about on the day when the Lord spoke to Moses in the land of Egypt that the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, I am the Lord. Speak to Pharaoh, king of Egypt, all that I speak to you. But Moses said before the Lord, Behold, I am unskilled in speech. How then will Pharaoh listen to me? Good morning.
1: Tomorrow, for the Roman Road Retreat, as many of you know, if you come 8.31, you will not be accepted inside. So please come by 8, be registered, and be seated with your Bible and your pen on or before 8.30. But we do pray that all of you come. So... The reason being, if you need a reason, if you miss the foundational lesson from chapter one, it is harder to understand chapter two. If you come in at chapter four, you will be confused by what I am discussing. Especially if you arrive at chapter eight and you did not understand chapter six and seven, you will be very confused. And then you're going to ask me, please repeat, I am only human, my friends, like you. And uh, I pray that I will preserve my energy because I will be speaking the whole day. So I hope to see you tomorrow. Everyone is invited, whether you are active or not. This is our chance to dissect and study one of the books of the scripture, one of the most important, which is the book of Romans. Pursue God's plan. Last week, we read chapter 5, and at the end of chapter 5, Moses was discouraged because the people of Israel blamed him. After he spoke to Pharaoh, Moses and Aaron spoke to Pharaoh, "'Let my people go,' says the Lord. And instead of respecting the Lord, Pharaoh said, "'I do not know this God of yours.'" Obviously, he did not recognize the God who saved Egypt from famine in their history. He was a man who does not appreciate history. Or if he knew about the history, he did not respect their history. That is why, my friends, it is important to understand Bible history. What did the Lord do then? Because it reveals to us who God is. God reveals who he is first from his word. If somebody speaks to you like a prophet, God appeared to me in the evening and he has given me a vision and says, God says this, if they are not founded on God's word, I would say they are false prophets and false teachers. We must understand. Pharaoh did not understand. Instead, Pharaoh made it harder for the Hebrews. Moses and Aaron spoke to Pharaoh to let God's people go. Instead, Pharaoh made the Hebrews suffer more. The Egyptians stopped providing straw to make bricks, but they retained the same quota. The Israelites got discouraged. They went before Pharaoh and pleaded to them. Instead, Pharaoh said, You are lazy. As the Israelite leaders, the four men, left Pharaoh, they saw Moses and Aaron and said, It's because of you. You're giving Pharaoh a reason to kill us. They got discouraged because their life was not easy. They were suffering. They were suffering for hundreds of years. When Moses heard the Israelites He prayed to God discouraged. Why did you make this happen? Why did you send me at all? The very people he was supposed to save was now blaming him. Initially, they were happy. They were very happy when Moses and Aaron came to them saying, God heard your cries. And they worshiped God. But after this event, how hard for people to keep faith. When the Bible says that we are being tested in our faith, when the Bible speaks about being rooted in faith, it means our belief in the promises of God does not shake no matter the outward circumstance. If the outward circumstance is negative, that does not affect our belief in what God will do. It does not affect our perspective of God. It should not affect our perspective of the world according to scripture. It remains the same. That is grounded and rooted in the truth. No matter how the wind blows, the roots of a tree that is dug deep shall not be moved. It will just sway with the wind, but it shall never be uprooted thus we say be grounded in God's word if we don't know God's word if we just listen to it every sunday or bible we call it bible cutting you just open the bible and let your finger land somewhere and this is what god is saying to me now no that's what your finger pointed at all right and i even say that's a dangerous thing to way to read the bible Of course, you've heard what I shared to you, which I heard from another preacher. And somebody said, I will meditate on God's word this morning. And he opened the Bible and he looked there and it says "As where his finger was pointing and Judas hung himself on the tree. This must be wrong. Perhaps this is not God's message for me. Again, 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 again. So he opened again, boom, and he landed, his finger landed somewhere. It says there... Uh, What he did, do likewise. This is getting worse. Okay, it shall be redeemed. That was just a mistake. And he opened again. And his finger landed on a verse that says, What you have to do, do quickly. (laughs) You do not study God's word that way. Worse, you cannot create a sermon based on your finger pointing in the Bible. We must be rooted. Moses was a newbie. He was a new servant of God. God revealed to him, himself to him, in a voice when he saw, Moses saw the burning bush. And God already said, I will deliver Israel. Moses was still growing. He was still affected by what Pharaoh said. He was still affected by what Israel said. But as he would grow, he would grow less affected. He would still be. Sometimes it's hard when God calls you at 80 years old, right? It's harder to adjust and to learn. But for my young friends, if you consider yourself young, listen to me and hear ye, hear ye. You can learn to tame and manage your emotions early in life if you wish to. But if you allow yourself to be driven by what you feel all the time, you will be controlled by your emotions and I would say you will have a miserable life because you're so affected by what people say, by what people do or don't do, what they say or don't say, you will be under the mercy of the thoughts of others. You shall be controlled and manipulated. However, if we are grounded in God's truth more than what we feel, more than our emotions. You see, after a series of events, Pharaoh would keep rejecting Moses and he would get used to it. For a while. And then he would get discouraged again. But we all have to grow. Can we say this? Say this with me. I have to grow. grow. In my mind and my emotions, we have to grow. So God assured Moses when he prayed, after he prayed, of course, he did not address Israel blaming him. He didn't say, this is what you do to stop them from blaming you. No, he just said, Tell them I'm God Almighty, and this is what I'll do. It's the same message. God told Moses, I'm God Almighty. I am El Shaddai. But I introduce to you a new name. I am Yahweh. When you say, El, when you see in the Old Testament, capital L O R D, it is Yahweh. It is not L small o R D. It's a way we translate it in English because there's no exact word, really. So we adopt y-h-w-h there are no vowels in the original because you cannot name it jews do not name it in fact when they write the name of god y-h-w-h they have to break the pencil because it cannot be used again for his name is holy the almighty revealed his plan to to show his power against pharaoh moreover god assured moses of who he is. God said to Moses, this is who I am, I am the Almighty. What does that say to you if God says, I am the Almighty? It means he's mightier than Pharaoh. In a way, God is saying, why are you so affected? Life is like that. When Brother Ben was here, in our sort of appreciation Some of you were saying to me it was a tribute. I thought we do tributes for those who passed. I think now we can. Uh, So it was changed to appreciation. And uh, you could see the assurance in his his heart that he will see the Lord. If one is rooted in the assurance of salvation, it is clear to them that if they pass, the Lord will meet them. And not St. Peter, the Lord, okay? To many stories of Saint Peter in heaven's gates, sabi daw San Pedro ganito. So it is the Lord who will meet him, and um, it was a good life. I would say a good life is a life that is dedicated to the Lord. That is a good life. A life that is that he, in the best of his knowledge, pursued God's plan for him. In the best of his ability, he shared the gospel. Remember God's word. God would repeat to Moses, Moses, let me paraphrase, I already told you what I'm going to do, so you go tell Israel, I will deliver them. My okay? friends, you want something to happen That's the plan life. when I called you. Stop I told you that. Outside. And that's the plan Stop still. looking at the perfect situation. Some of us still look for because a It will new always insight be from God. Imperfect. Some call it a revelation. That, that perfect a moment, maybe five minutes in your life. Because the you're Bible the is beach, a revelation, and God sun gives us setting, insights, and guidance, and, you're drinking, and leading cold coconut water. Sometimes yes. So you but God revealed himself through just going scripture. to the church. Some of us would ask something, sunset, another new direction. That perfect God moment would seldom habits, And it's just fine, but minutes, he would not right, always repeat himself. Sometimes he would. And in you scripture keep looking, looking for again it. and again and again. That's why my but friends are emotions, emotions are so turbulence We're still looking for that thing. Oh, God makes us happy. I'm happy. Some of us are like that. But it's not about telling you happiness in the external. Study. That's why the Be word that, that the prayer, Bible uses is the word prayer. joy. God not happiness. something in your it's life. It's joy inside. We find meaning in what we do. I find meaning in what I do. That's why I have joy right here in front of you speaking God's word. Even though I have to prepare for it. I have to write a lot of these every week. I find meaning and joy in it. But what makes me happy? Maybe playing a game makes me happy with my family. Uh, What makes me happy? Being with my wife makes me happy. When we have a a, a wonderful conversation about life, philosophy, and God's word. That makes me happy. But those come once in a while. If I find meaning and joy, friends, we are seldom discouraged if we are at that level. I invite you there. May we all spiritually grow. And many times what you need to hear is what God already said. Because for us, it takes time to sink in. For Moses, it did not sink in quickly. He already heard it. Then he would give the reason again. I'm not good in speaking. I'm not a good speaker. Why would you send me? He's going back to his old argument. Repetitive. Try to record yourself sometimes when you're sharing to others. We are sometimes cyclical because we are not emotionally settled yet. But that's okay. That's why you have prayer partners in your growth groups. Because they will be there to listen and pray with you. That's why the growth, that's how we shepherd God's people. That's how we take care of God's people here is through the small groups. It is impossible for 300 or 400 people to go directly to me or to our pastors. But as I, as we develop these small groups where they support one another mentally, emotionally, and spiritually, then they are reminded by God's word. And many things that we need to hear, we already heard, but we need to make it sink in. How how does that happen? Meditation and prayer and worship connecting with God, and you filled with the knowledge of God's word, it will sink in one at a time. You know why? It doesn't happen all at once. Well, it might be shocking for you to know all the wonderful revelations. You might want to go to heaven already. We still have some things to do here. That's why it's not yet our time. Hey, it's not your third time, all right? Oh, you're still here, right? It was Brother Ben's time, Right? But if you're in a hurry, do tell me. I will try my best to convince you not to be in a hurry. And as I always mention, if you're truly in a hurry, I will make you a missionary to the worst places on earth so you can have your wish. And your death is not just a meaningless uh, self-taking of life. You went in and preached the gospel and you died. You will have a martyr's crown. Amen? Amen. Praise God. So if you feel that way, do talk to me. I will still first encourage you not to do it, not to end your life. But if you cannot be convinced, let's put some meaning in your life, all right? I have the connections to send you to the worst places. You can choose Afghanistan. We have already a connection, a network of Christians all over the world. They are there. Name a place. We have somebody there. There's a network of missionaries And one of our speakers here is well connected to them. So, do you want to live? I can't hear an amen. (laughs) So, while you're alive, listen to God's word again and again. Read it again and again. And allow it to sink into you. It's the Holy Spirit who does that. You don't say, because you read the surface, you already know it. No, please. Remember what we say. There are many people who can quote what the Bible says, but they don't know what it means. There's a difference between just being a parrot, saying what the Bible says, between understanding its full context and understanding the intent of the author. Once you know what it means, that is the interpretation. That doesn't even mean that that's how you apply it. You have to now apply it in your context. That's why I encourage you, please attend the Roman road. Let us not trust in our own understanding. It takes time and study And effort. And if you're not confident enough to share it, keep studying it. Well, he is El Shaddai. Furthermore, God made his name known Yahweh. Nothing and no one can stop God's plan, not even the most powerful monarch on earth at that time. Nothing can stop God's plan. So God, number one, also mentioned to Moses that he would reaffirm his covenant with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. That was the plan. What he's doing for Israel was the promise he made to Abraham. He's fulfilling his promise hundreds of years ago to Abraham. And that is the kind of God we have. He is a God who keeps his promises. He would bring Israel back to Canaan. Canaan is the land of promise because he heard the cries of the people. And he intended to free them. Number two, Moses told the people, but they refused to listen. They were discouraged with the intense suffering they experienced. But the Lord commanded Moses to speak to Pharaoh, but Moses protested. You see, Lord, they don't don't even believe me. The people I'm helping don't even believe me. God's response was, go to Pharaoh. It means focus on God's work. Pursue God's work. Keep doing it. You think it will stop me if you don't believe me? Do you think I'll stop what I'm doing? Do you think I'll stop what I'm doing if you're blaming about something? I want to settle with it. You talk with me, we settle it. But that does not stop the work of God. One time there was this story somebody said, he was speaking to his wife, I don't want to go to church. People don't like me there. And the wife said, No, some people like you. I don't like going to church. My uh, wife said, Why? Oh, they don't listen to me. No, some people listen to you. And besides, you have to go, you're the pastor.
0: Uh,
1: uh, <laughs> the pastor is just having his moment, okay? Some of you need that moment with close friends and and <laughs> Just to release frustration but do not hold on to those thoughts okay now we'd also see that some of the names in the second part of the chapter some of the names of Israel the leaders of Israel was recognized it's really in the tribe of Levi because they were showing the ancestry of Moses and Aaron that this is the same Moses and Aaron you see in those days they didn't have last names okay Now we have last names. The Jewish people have last names. Uh, We have last names. So it identifies who you are. Uh, Eduardo who? Pilapil. Eduardo Pilapil who? There are a few. Junior. Eduardo Pilapil Junior who? There are several. Rivero middle name. So it's it's to identify who you really are. With, With even a matching thumb mark. Uh, finger, th- finger marks To identify them They did not So they, they identified by The sign of this The sign of that The sign of this But what we could say here Is that God recognizes His people In groups Remember that All over scripture That theme is consistent Even in the New Testament we are one group here, but I always insist we have to be divided in subgroups into growth groups, and we even have sectoral groups like youth, young professionals, uh, men and women, uh, and then we even have smaller groups, which is an interest group, some who like to do this, some who like to do that, they, they come together. So remember this, in application, number one, recognize that God works in clans, families, and subgroups. I'm more concerned with the head of the family when I am discipling a family. That is my first target, the head of the family. The father. I seek for the father if there's a father. If there's no father, then the mother. Even in church planting, it's first the father that we seek for. Because we want to lead families. And once we gather the fathers, we even put them into one group. Fathers. That's why it's so important to belong to a spiritual support group. Here we call them growth groups. Other places they call it cell groups. It affects us. It encourages us. We are all built, humans are built to have a sense of community. A sense of knowing who your friends are. A sense of growing as friends. Take note, we have to grow in our relationship together there are fewer people that will make you click instantly. You know, we clicked instantly. Instantly, the first time we we talked, it was just everything so aligned. That's a few people in your life. Most of us, we have to know others. We have to adjust to one another. And that's the concept of love, that you adjust to one another. Not just everybody adjust to me, okay? No, we all adjust to each other. We have a way of doing things the way we know, but others have a way of doing things. That's where we adjust to one another. If you're not used to compromising yourself, it's either my way or the highway. If you're like that, then it's going to be hard for you to find really good friends. Uh, Coming together... Also means learning to appreciate each other. Not only wanting to be appreciated. Huh? You know what I did last time? Huh? 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 Say something nice. <laughs> it's also about listening. Some people are not that upfront of the good things that happen to them, but they will share it humbly. That's why we have to really observe what is happening and appreciate the move of God in the lives of each one. And for some of you, even if I don't mention it, I am appreciative. I praise God. Of course, as a pastor, my level, okay, I have a, the mind is a computer. My mind works this way. Equipping. How equipped is this person to serve God and to bless others? Part of it is, how will this person be victorious in their personal life? And how is this person equipped? My mind always works that way. I don't share it, but because that's what Ephesians tells me to do. It's a mindset. And if they're not equipped, they're not faithful, they're not consistent, then I am concerned. Why? Because it affects their spiritual strength and blessing. If your spiritual strength is affected, if you're separated from a group, a spiritual group that makes you stronger, your energy level, spiritual energy level goes low. Lower and lower and lower. But when we are together, we are connected. You know, we are like solar panels side by side when together. We produce energy. But alone, a lone solar panel cannot take care of a whole house. A lone solar panel can take care of of a lot. You can take care maybe of one light, the street light, right? One panel, the street light. And that's it. That's your light in the world. You're a street light. But together, and hopefully together, we put God's word center. Praise God. Center. Young people, God-centered. Christ-centered. Not crush-centered, okay? (laughs) Not crush-centered. How do you know if your crush is is your center, you think of them more than God. And most of you are guilty. God's word more than other people. That's when I call overcoming the emotion. Because that stage in your life is so strong that you will do foolish things about it. Just do your interviews. So many regrets happened because of that libido or that emotion that cannot be controlled. And if people are missing growth groups a lot, I'm concerned. Why? Because I understand by God's word that that is a system of God all over scripture. They met in houses. They met in communities. If you just come here on a Sunday and you don't build friendships here who talk about God. Allow us to grow together. Who can rebuke us and encourage us at the same time? Yeah, who's going to tell you if you're wrong, if you don't want to listen to them? That's why we need to learn to adjust. But, you know, we're still Filipinos. We're still very careful to say, brother, sister, we seldom say, you really messed it up, you know. We need to build one another. Number two, continue to do God's will and preach God's word despite the challenges. Despite the challenges. Challenges to what? What is one of the things that is God's will? It is be connected. One time I was speaking to a group of pastors. It was the Sebab pastors. And they were asking me about how to recover from burnout or avoid burnout. One of the things I mentioned to them is, I mentioned them the five S of, of avoiding burnout. But one S I said, sync to the brotherhood. Sync. Synchronize. You see the the process of growing, or I mean the process of learning is also the practice of unlearning. The more we learn, the more we unlearn. We learn new things. We unlearn old things. But when you come to the stage that you cannot be adjusted, then I call you an old dog who cannot learn new tricks. It's hard to teach an old dog new tricks. One time I was, I had this four to six month I think six-month-old Rottweiler. I taught him 14 commands, and he got 14 commands. 14 commands! An older dog that came to me like eight months, I can only say a few commands. Well, he remembers one, which is sit. (laughs) And then here. When I say here and I'm walking, he has to walk beside me. He got that. But when I say sit... Before he eats, he eats beside me. When I'm about to eat, he's got food there. He, won't, he cannot touch the food if I'm there. He first has to sit and look at me like a good puppy and wag his tail. When he does that, then I say, eat. And that's the time he eats. But that's all the tricks he knows. When I say, sit, and then down, he just keeps looking at me. I, I, I said, down, down. <laughs> Same. Uh, I mean, my Rottweiler, I would even say, Paul. When I do this, he would ring up and shake my hand. Uh, Old dogs. Please, as spiritual beings, it's possible that there are no old dogs here. You can be so young and you act like an old dog because you're not teachable. You're not humble enough to say, okay, Let's study together. I was saying to a group of pastors recently in Tagaytay, I said, You know what unites us? What will unite us is studying the intent of the author. Because how can we all argue with that? If we study the Bible according to this text, this is the intent of the author, who would argue? Only the false teacher will argue. Press on, no matter what the challenge is, we must press on. Can you say, Press on? Press on. press on. You will be hounded by many problems, but we press on. Next, trust that God will keep His covenant promises. God is a God of covenant. He keeps His promises. What God, God promised through Christ, He shall fulfill. It shall be fulfilled. And what is His promises through Christ? Eternal life is one of them. It's just one of them. Most of us know that because of the gospel sharing. Eternal life. And that's just one. One. And we can learn more about the promises of Christ, both on this earth and in the other world, the spiritual world. And we can experience it with our spiritual man, our spiritual life. God reveals himself through Christ. Here, God reveals himself to Moses, and Moses revealed it to the people. In the time of Christ, that was the Father, God became flesh. And when Jesus said, he who has seen me has seen the Father. So in the way, it's also, if we hear him, we understand the message of the Father. So my friends, no matter what, we move forward. Okay? Moses, Moses, okay, pray a bit, release your emotion, and then move on. Go speak to Pharaoh. Yeah, you got disappointed. Go ahead, let it out. Go to bed, sleep it off. Okay? Sleep it off. Look for a punching bag and punch that bag. Get it out. Then move on. What's next? Do what's right. Do God's will. That's how life is. Why? If you wallow in the sadness and the depression, you end up in circles. And it's a spiral going down until you're all alone. And life is meaningless. But if you understand that life is already meaningless without God, then you can spiral upwards. What's the spiral now? The spiral of joy. The spiral of peace. Peace with one another. The spiral of growth, spiritual growth. It's a different spiral. So my friends, I encourage you, get out of what? As I close, they call it the cycle of defeat. The cycle of defeat, where defeat is a cycle for you, problems is a cycle for you. I'm not saying there are no problems, but how you react to it is a cycle of your defeat. You're that, you don't change. And if we don't change, we don't grow. We can change. I can change. You think I can change? Darling, can I change? Well, she's the prime witness of good or bad in me. No, no, no. Don't think of me as, as some guy with a halo, okay? Okay, no, don't think of me that way. I am a man pursuing God. Think of me that way. Imperfect as I am, I pursue God. And I invite you to pursue with me. Because it's good not to be alone. You and me, partners together in growth. Let us all rise and let us pray. Father, thank you. You are good and you are gracious. We ask for your grace to abound in all of us. Teach us to pursue what you want us to pursue, which is your will. We recognize that you, 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 you recognize the leaders of the clans and that you see us in groups as well, consistent throughout Scripture. Teach us, Lord, to belong to one, to belong in our community, to belong in good, godly relationships, and allow us to grow in Christ. And no matter what the discouragement discouragement we want to pursue your will no matter how slow or how fast we are we want to pursue to move forward so we say lord who is the pharaoh we need to speak to what is the next assignment or what is the assignment today we're doing teach us to be faithful that you may be glorified and only you are El Shaddai God Almighty our Lord our covenant God who will keep His promises to us through Christ. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of the Father, and the fellowship of His Spirit be with you all. God's people
0: say, Amen. Palakpakan natin ang Panginoon.